Welcome to Catch the Fire Toronto's weekly sermon podcast. This message was recorded live at Catch the Fire Church in Toronto, Canada. We hope you enjoy it. Okay, friends, we're going to talk about our theme for this month, which is worship. And today's topic, my sermon title that Murray and Ash gave me is this, Heaven is Worshipping and We Get to Join In. Why do we spend half of our meeting worshipping? rhetorical question. I'm going to answer it. Because for the rest of eternity, once we take our last breath on planet Earth, the rest of eternity, for those of us who love Jesus, we're going to be worshiping. As far as I can tell, friends, there's no sermons in heaven. Some of you are going, about time. (laughs) It's nonstop worship. About uh, 12, 15 years ago, an uh, amazing couple, Reynolds and Kathy Maines, Reynolds, the son of David Maines from 100 Huntley Street, that amazing ministry, they sold their house in Grimsby, Ontario, rented the Rogers Center, it used to be called the Sky Dome, and put on an amazing evening worship team from all over Ontario, dancers from Ontario, Quebec, uh, people reading the scriptures, not one person was introduced. There was no little subline that said, this is Pastor so-and-so reading the scripture. No one was introduced because we were practicing for heaven. It was heaven's rehearsal. Friends, I cried probably for the first 10, 15 minutes sitting in the 200 section. I, because I go to sporting events, I know that the Rogers Center, the 200 section are the better seats, padded, anyways. Beside the point, I'm sitting in a nice seat, weeping as I'm encountering God, as I'm listening to the worship songs and the the skill of of, uh, dancers and the creativity. I like the gal who's dancing today. I don't know if you noticed, but she's highly pregnant and she's she's jumping like this, holding her baby as she's (laughs) doing her stuff. I love that kind of stuff. Just inspiring for me. I was caught up in worship today. The reason it's such a big part of our meeting is because worship is an encounter, friends. It's an encounter. I'm going to read all of Revelation chapter 4. Some of the verses are going to be up, not the whole thing. And I'm also going to read chapter 5. But here's chapter 4, Revelation chapter, sorry, Revelation chapter 4, verse 1. John writes this, As I looked, I saw a door standing open in heaven, and the same voice that I'd heard before spoke to me like a trumpet blast. The voice said, come up here, and I will show you what must happen after this. Question for you real quick. Is John the apostle in the spirit or in the sort of in the natural? Don't answer it because you're going to answer wrong. He's not in the spirit. He's imagining this. How do I know? Verse 2 begins, at once I was in the spirit. So here's a man who has just had an open vision of heaven, and he saw seven different churches that God had messages for, good messages, bad messages, corrective messages. And the very last of those messages was, it finished in Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, where Jesus said, and there is this door, behold, I stand at the door and I'm knocking. Whoever opens the door, we'll hang out. We'll have fellowship together. We'll be best friends. And the vision stopped. And so now John, and by the way, he's probably late 80s, early 90s. He is living in a 
in a penal colony. It's like Australia was for the British. Send all the conflict, convicts there. He's been banished to this little island called Patmos in the Mediterranean. And it's like a, a prison colony. And he's writing his memoirs. And he's writing these encounters that he has of worship. And he remembers the last time I was worshiping God, Jesus was at a door and he said, like, if you open the door, I'm right there. And, but he heard the voice of Jesus sound like a trumpet. And so he's reimagining an encounter that he's already had. And friends, this is a secret for you and for me forever and ever. Amen. Anytime you want to have a worship, a deep personal worship experience without a band, you want to have a heaven encounter, go to the last one that you had and just bounce right in again. Just imagine it. And as you're imagining it, like, like John was doing, you step into it. Or read one of the Psalms, Psalm 23, close your eyes. I'm lying down beside still waters. Picture that and begin to let a movie take place. So that's what John's doing. And verse two, it says, instantly I was in the spirit and I saw a throne in heaven. Remember, this is all about encounters, this chapter. And someone sitting on it. The one sitting on the throne was as brilliant as gemstones like Jasper and Chameleon and and the glow of an emerald circled the throne like a rainbow. 24 thrones surrounded him, and 24 elders sat on them. And they all clothed, they were all clothed in white and had gold crowns on their heads. And from the throne came flashes of lightning and a rumble of thunder. And in front of the throne were seven torches with burning flames. This is the sevenfold spirit of God. In front of the throne was a shiny sea of glass. Friends, did we sing about that ocean of love this morning? By the way, all the songs that the band, the worship team sang this morning, they didn't have my sermon title, but Tuesday last week is when they chose the songs. All of them are based in Revelation 4 and 5. I, I was just overwhelmed as I'm sitting there hearing the songs for the first time. I don't, I don't get a preview of what's being sung. And it was like, oh my goodness. And Kathy began the meeting by reading Revelation chapter 4, and it's like, she didn't know that. And it was like, God's almost almost planned what's going to happen today. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Rather than our team sitting down, what would be a good idea? No, God's been planning this. In the center around the throne were four living beings, each covered with eyes front and back. The first of these living beings was like a lion. The second was like an ox. The third had a human face. And the fourth like an eagle in flight. Each of these living beings had six wings, and their wings were covered all over their eyes, inside and out. Day after day, night after night, they kept on saying, they kept on shouting, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, the one who always was, who is, and is to come. And whenever the living beings gave glory and honor and thanked to the one sitting on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever. And the 24 elders fell down and worshiped the one sitting on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever. And they lay their crowns before the throne, and said, you are worthy, O Lord, our, our God, to receive glory and honor and power. You created all things, and they exist because you created what you pleased. So friends, when we worship, it's purposely supposed to be an encounter. Everything in that passage that John is seeing is encounters. He's imagining these creatures. He's imagining these 24 of the most spiritual people you've ever met, and they're they're having God encounters. Did you see in that passage, it talks about lightning and sounds and rumbles? Uh, Devante, can I get you to stand up again? Devante's right over here. He's our, our lighting guy. And Devante is practicing 
to join the lighting team in heaven. So when he's here doing the lights, the colors, the flashes, he's practicing for heaven. I was joking. He wants to be in charge of the lightning bolt team. Who gets to press that button in heaven? That lightning flashes. Thanks, Devante. I, I absolutely love that maybe five years ago, we made a change to dim the lights, paint the ceiling black, and focus attention on the stage. Not for the people on the stage, but so that people can worship hopefully with a better encounter of God. And I love the fact that we have lights and smoke occasionally and, and all that kind of stuff because, friends, this is what heaven's going to be like. And if we don't like it here in Toronto, God bless, but you're going to have to sit in the corner in heaven. <laughs> Away from the throne. <laughs> yeah. I, here's, here's a crazy thing. When we started talking about it, and by the way, it was the young adults in our church that came up with the you know, can we think about doing this? Uh, they, they just wanted more encounters. And I can remember, friends, before we started to dim the lights, uh, it's, it's all the lights are full, full blast. And if you were part of our church five years ago, 10 years ago, it was a noisy place. And when the worship team began, not everyone's worshiping. People are having conversations, twos, threes, five, tens, all over the auditorium, ignoring that we've started. We put chairs at the back there, friends, purposely, because before it was just empty and people would stand there for 90 minutes, ignore everything that was going on in the room and have their own conversations. We made a purposeful statement. We are going to encounter God's transforming presence. And whether you like it or not, this is the best that we figured out how to do it. It's to dim the lights so that we can intentionally begin to worship. And I hope that lights aren't distracting to you. I hope that they're a rehearsal for what heaven's going to be like. It's encounters. It's not bland, friends. Worship that we, we experience here on, on earth is supposed to be like what the Bible says. It's alive. Those of you from a Catholic tradition, hands up, wave your hands, Catholic tradition. God bless you, but you were trained with smells and bells. Like when the priests would go down the, you know, their, their uh, wave in the incense and they'd go by and it's like, woo, okay. Yeah, and you had sounds. And that's what heaven's going to be like, friends. That's what worship is. It's an encounter. Well, let's read chapter five. Chapter five is all about freedom. Can I get to chapter five? Yes, I can. First meeting, I had technology problems. I couldn't find the button to go to chapter five. Then I saw a scroll in the right hand of the one who was sitting on the throne. There was writing on, on the inside and the outside of the scroll. It was sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel who shouted with a loud voice. By the way, this passage is about loud and crying. Freedom. People who are feeling freedom because their sins are forgiven and they're weeping and people who are overwhelmed with the freedom that is there for them and are shouting. Who is worthy to break the seals on the scroll and open it? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll and to read it. Then I began to weep bitterly 
because no one was found worthy to open the scroll and to read it. But one of the 24 elders said to me, stop weeping. Look, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the heir of David's throne. He's won the victory. He's got freedom. He's worthy to open the scroll and its seven seals. And then I saw a lamb that looked as if it had been slaughtered. Friends, I think that this picture that John has is one that he's already seen. Remember, he was the only one of the disciples to stick with Jesus at the cross. And he sees Jesus mangled on that cross. I think that's what he's seen again, right here. I saw a lamb that looked as if it had been slaughtered, but it was now standing between the throne and the four living beings and among the 24 elders. He had seven horns and seven eyes, which represented the sevenfold spirit of God that is sent out into every part of earth. He stepped forward and looked, or sorry, took the scroll from the right hand of the one sitting on the throne. And when he took the scroll, the four living beings and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp. Each one had an electric guitar people. And they held gold bowls filled with incense. That's the Catholics. God bless them, they were in heaven. These gold bowls filled with incense, which are the prayers of God's people. We sang about the prayers of God's people in like three songs today. That little phrase was all the way through. And they sang a new song with these words. You are worthy to take the scroll, to break its seal and open it, for you were slaughtered and your blood was rans has ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have caused them to become a kingdom of priests for your God, and they will reign on the earth. And they looked again, and I heard the voices of thousands and millions of angels around the throne and the living beings and the elders, and they sang a mighty chorus. Most translations said they shouted a mighty chorus. Worthy is the lamb who was slaughtered to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And when I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea, they shouted, blessing and honor and glory and power belong to the one sitting on the throne and to the lamb forever and ever. And the four living beings said, amen. And the 24 elders fell down and they worshiped the lamb. Friends, this is a highly descriptive passage about John having a vision. He's writing it down, God bless him, so that we can experience it. But friends, part of heaven, part of our worship is for us to experience freedom. So while we were worshiping this morning, I heard people at the front crying. Don't know if you heard anyone crying around you. I just had a moment where I'm overwhelmed again. I heard people when Ellie said, let's give an applause to the Lord. I heard people whistling. Why were they doing that? Feeling as they're worshiping the Lord, freedom. We, we shout, we clap, we whistle. We bang things together when we feel that there's freedom that's happened to us. Why do we cry? Because we realize in our spirit, God's done something amazing for us. This is why we worship, friends. This is why Catch the Fire spends half of our meeting worshiping is so that you can have deep, deep encounters with God. Deep encounters with God. I don't know if you've noticed, but Kathy today, myself, who's ever on, this, on the stage, we have about 10 minutes what we call flow. At the end of the worship, 
someone gets up and it's, it's spontaneous. None of it's pre-planned. We just try to sense what's the Holy Spirit saying to do. And in that 10 minutes, it could be healing, it could be prophetic, it could be whatever, but almost every single Sunday, friends, it's an opportunity for people to have an encounter with Jesus as their Savior. Why do we do it as part of worship and not at the end of the talk? Because people aren't usually having encounters at the end of my talks. They're listening to me going, okay, is it lunchtime yet? But during the worship, people are having encounters. And that's why we give the invitation right then, is because people who don't know Jesus yet are experiencing Jesus. It's sort of like the height of our meeting. And by the way, friends, I say this over and over and over again, please stand the whole time that Kathy or whoever's giving that presentation. Can I just tell you what happened? Nita and I were over here watching Kathy on the stage and a whole bunch of you, you know, one of you sat down, two or three of you sat down. No shame here for sitting down. But when you sit down as a follower of Jesus, you're, you're making a little statement in the spirit realm. I'm disconnecting. I've heard this before. I'm already a follower of Jesus. This part's not for me. And you disconnect. And that means that the people who don't know Jesus yet, they're taking your cue and they're disconnecting at the most important time of their life. So stay standing, please. That be all right? How many heard my little correction? I, I'm going to take my pastor hat off. Uh, that just helps us give people who need an encounter with Jesus to begin to have their freedom. Amen. We hope you encounter God and were inspired by this message today. To watch video of this message and other messages from Catch the Fire in Toronto, visit catchthefire.tv. Catch the Fire has churches, schools, events, missions and media all around the world. To find out more, visit catchthefire.com.